0: Hello and welcome to Geek Church episode ten. Hello and welcome to Geek Church episode fifteen. Hello and welcome to Geek Church episode sixteen. And welcome to Geek Church. This is well, this is a non-episode. This is a bonus episode. Hello and welcome to Geek Church. I, of course, as always, am Jared Elrod, and I am accompanied by Jeff Van. Good morning, Geek Church. Fans, Hello and welcome to Geek Church. This of course is a bonus episode. Geek Church episode 21. Hello, welcome to Geek Church episode 32. Hi, welcome to Geek Church. This is episode 26. Hello and welcome to Geek Church. Alright, welcome to Geek Church episode 30. Hey, welcome to Geek Church. This, as always, is Jared Elrod. And we've got a great episode for you guys today. I don't okay. know how you start this. Oh, I'm gonna start it. I don't remember exactly how. Um... I think we started like this, actually, we did! What? We would just start talking about how we were gonna start the show, like, almost every episode. No. And I'd be like, alright, well, and that's exactly, it's coming back to me. So I'll do, like, I'll start to do a welcome, and then I'll have to, like, or we can just... Go ahead and open your jam. Actually, this is basically the intro. Like, the intro's always Jeff and I talking about how we're gonna open the show. And then I'm like, well, I guess we just started. So, you ready? Let's christen this thing, this new beginning. Ready? Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to Geek Church. I am your host Jared Elrod and I am so excited to announce that the show is back. I know it has been forever, like a decade and a half. And I know I've had a little, a couple episodes here and there. Like I did the one episode. um, We had that follow-up episode with Jeff up when I first moved to Oakhurst and he came up for a bonus episode. All right, well, hey, that was not creepy at all. Uh, hold on a second. Hey, wake up. Wake up. I'm going smack him in the face. Wake up! And then I did an episode with uh, a buddy of mine, Dustin, right after the very first Avenger movie came out, but that never got posted. So that's like the missing episode. For me, it was um, Dragon Ball Z, and then I said like the whole Fox Kids kind of Saturday morning cartoon era, it, I would watch Digimon, because that was relatively close. It was almost as if someone said, Pokemon is interesting, but it'd be better if it was more like Dragon Ball Z, and that's what Digimon is. Um, and then I did an episode with, um, what's his name? Um, Jonathan, I did an episode with Jonathan about two years ago. Well, I, I heard a rumor, it may not, well maybe cover this in the news segment in the beginning, I think they're doing a new Marvel Ultimate Alliance game. If so, we'll have to get that. We'll have to do like a live stream event of playing that. But there hasn't really been anything consistent. And for those of you long time viewers and who have been with us since the beginning, you'll know that I've been a lot more active on the channel lately. I've been going live. I've been posting videos. Um, I got a new show called First Play, uh, a G Fuel review, um, a bunch of other content I've been releasing on Wednesdays um, here and there. And a lot of live game streaming. So you may be like, What's going on? What's going on with the Geek Church channel? But it is official, it is back, and in in some ways better than ever. Now, clearly, there's one big problem. We don't, unfortunately, have Jeff. (laughs) We are not even close. It's not even like when I first moved where he was in Northern California and I was back in in the valley. Or no, we were two different parts. I was in Yosemite and he was up in Northern California. Uh, So we're both in mountains, just different mountains, very far away. You know, we were like four hours away. Um, We are much further away. So I am in upstate New York, central upstate New York. And he's somewhere in Indiana. Like, I think just outside of Indianapolis, Um, like like around an hour, less than an hour or so. So basically we got, like, um, I'm an hour away from uh, from Syracuse, or in about an hour, like two hours from Albany, just to give you a point of reference, in a little town called Utica, um, and he's basically outside, like, an hour or so away from, um, Indiana, or Indianapolis, I think, Indiana, so pretty far, pretty far to commute, and so that part's a bummer, (laughs) but other than that, it's back, and what's better than ever is Geek Church, so what Jeff and I did is, we tried to do an episode once a week, but we couldn't get together to record once a week because we were pretty busy running the sandwich shop and running the skate park and, oh yeah, running the youth ministry. So we were doing a lot, and there's only so much we could do. And so we would get together about once a month, and we would record. And we'd record for like an hour and a half, two hours, and we'd break that up into four chunks. So that way, um, instead of having once a month, like an hour and a half to two-hour episode, we would have every single week, we would have like a... 17 to 20 something minute or so however it broke it down episode so there's a couple problems with that one is like there's a well you can kind of like it, it was you had to wait a whole month to see them kind of piece together so you'd watch part of it and then it was like cliffhanger you have to go to the next so it's kind of hard to do like you'd have to watch it that wasn't cool um and then just it was the same topic you had one topic on one movie or comic a graphic novel every single month that was the other thing is we we did like 90 percent Probably 80% like graphic novels. Like we'd go down to the Barnes and Noble down in Chico, drive down the hill from Paradise down to Chico, and we would read a graphic novel, and then we'd do an episode on that. Or we would um, like I'd go to Redbox and rent like a DC anime. This is before all the Marvelverse stuff, so I didn't have we didn't have all of this stuff, right? Um, and when I was in Paradise, I remember uh, I remember the Thor movie coming out. right towards the end my last couple months of being there so we at this point we weren't even doing geek trips anymore so obviously there have been some iron man movies but there wasn't all the marvel stuff that we had so we basically would sometimes go and get like a um like a dc green lantern or a dc whatever animated movie but mostly it was comics we're really opening up in fact i'm opening up so much i'm actually going to be bringing you not one but two episodes a week and we're going to have Tuesdays are going to be what this is. <laughs> Tuesdays are going to be, um, focusing on anime and manga. So that's, it's going to a whole day, a whole episode every week, a uh, focus just on Japanese culture and Japanese because they're awesome, right? Anime. Like, I mean, I grew up with Dragon Ball Z, Cowboy Bebop, um, like Toonami basically. And that was mostly all anime. Now, I will, okay, if you're groaning, I know, my daughter and her friends, they're like, oh, you're old, oh, that's the old, that's the American stuff. Um, in fact, today's episode is going to be on a newer one, I'll announce it, well, you already saw the title, it's gonna be Demon Slayer. Um, I've got Attack on Titans coming up, I've got Jujutsu Kaisen coming up, I've got Hunter Hunter coming up, and those are just like in the immediate future, like in the next month, um, next four, five, six weeks of stuff that's gonna be coming up. So lots of the, the newer stuff, don't worry they're steering me uh, like towards the newer stuff too keeping me on track with what's what's going on so it's gonna be awesome and then if you're like well I want more of the traditional geek church that's gonna be on Thursdays Thursday's gonna be everything else so it's going to be the graphic novels like before it's going to expand into like all the not just DC animated movies but all the Marvel MCU and the DC movie all that kind of stuff that's all going to be discussed on Thursdays as well as all the streaming stuff then all the Netflix shows and HBO and all these new things that we didn't have back when we did the original geek church that's all gonna be included on Thursdays. So it's gonna be Tuesdays is all of the anime manga, Thursdays is gonna be the movies, the comics, and the shows. So it's basically, you know, like, American, And Japanese is going to be the two. So Japanese stuff on Tuesdays, uh, the American stuff on Thursdays. And I am going to make a concerted effort to do a lot more independent stuff. Um, So before it was mostly all just DC and Marvel is what Jeff and I did pretty much for everything. There's going to be a lot more. In fact, I have like a Ninja Turtle episode. I've got a... Scooby-Doo Apocalypse, which is actually, it sounds stupid, but it's actually really good episode. I'm going to have a bunch of, um, something with, um, I don't know if I do a Geek Church episode on Axe Cop, but a lot more, like, independent, like, I'm going to be going through, um, Chew, and Hellraiser, Hellblazer, Hellblazer, John Constantine, and, um, uh, why can't I think the big giant red guy with the shaved off horns, um, not Deadpool, (laughs) uh, you know what I'm talking about, but there's a picture of him on the screen, you, and, and you know what I'm talking about, why am I blanking, I don't know, anyways, a lot more of other stuff, plus I'm gonna be thrown in books, like, I've really gotten into, like, urban fantasy, and even some fantasy, my buddy, uh, Michael Carpenter has gotten me into Brandon Sanderson, so there's, like, Way of Kings so and that kind of stuff, um, Wheel of Time, I've, you know, I've started that, uh, and whatnot, so there's gonna even be an element to all of that uh kind of all mixed in so i know you may be thinking like that's not fair there's a lot crowded in on thursdays well there's also a lot of anime manga to get through so and i'm planning on going through on these series like each episode so like today we're doing demon slayer i'm going through episodes one and two and so i'm almost going to be doing like a reverse commentary to where instead of like you know taking the bible and going through verse by verse i'm taking these shows i hope this isn't blasphemous or sound, you know, sound heretical and going through them episode by episode and talking about stuff. So today we're going to be tackling episode one and two. So let's jump into it. Let's, oh wait, no, no, no. We almost broke tradition. For those of you, if new, you're like, what the heck is he doing? Longtime geek church fans, you know that we always start the episode off with a drink. If, uh, if you're listening to this just as a podcast, um, I'm, I'm talking about like It's a monster. It's a a ultraviolet purple monster. It's not an alcoholic drink, don't worry. Not that kind of church. All right, so let's jump into it. So I, I will say Demon Slayer, I started watching that because, so I watched like the first two or three episodes with my wife and my daughter because she wanted to watch it and It was one that we didn't initially approve just because it's called Demon Slayer and it's about someone killing demons. And we're like, nah, probably not, right? And so she first got into this about a year and a half ago. So she's a little bit younger and we're like, no, we want to be careful with some of it. Um, Like we were already like, we're already on the line with like Attack on Titans and because of like the violence on that and we're not, we don't want to open it up to like the, you know, demon stuff. And then last year I was in California and a buddy of mine, um, Josh Trigg, he, Uh, opened up and he runs his own comic shop and so we were talking about it and i asked him i said hey she really wants to watch um you know demon slayer like what do you what do you how do you feel about it and there was kind of like a clock on it because the the movie like the whatever train movie i guess i'll get to it eventually was gonna be coming out and like coming out was like a movie in theaters and so she was wanting to get like all caught up and to where her friend was so then they could go and watch the movie i don't honestly know if that ever happened or not and he was like, yeah, I think it's probably fine if, you know, and, and then he his he had a guy who works for him, he's like, he's actually much more into, like, all the anime and manga stuff, I'm more, you know, the comic side, and so he told us all about it, walked me through it, I'm like, okay, it's it's probably all right, and, you know, we trust my, our daughter, and she's, you know, like, she'll self-edit, like, or self-whatever, anyways, she's numerous times been like, yeah, I don't watch that anymore because this happened, or... She was watching something with her brother who's a couple years younger and she's like okay he can't watch this anymore because the next season i read an article or whatever however she does it, i don't know if she's reading watching whatever but basically like, oh the next season is going to be about this and so i think that i should watch it first and then she watches it and she's like yeah he can't watch it or like well what do you guys think and we're like well you know whatever anyways all that said so we come home from that i'm like well you know if he's saying it's probably fine and so I was like, let's just watch it with her. So we watched the first couple of episodes, um, and that was that was a year or so ago. So then I'm, I'm trying to read the um, the manga, and I have Kindle Unlimited, and I got it for free, like, Volumes 1 through 20. And what I didn't realize was um, it it was, like, some pirated version, which it can't be pirate because it's on Kindle Unlimited. So I don't even know how this got in there. But rather than being, like, $6.99 – Per volume, it was like the first twenty volumes for free, but they were jumbled. So I'm reading it, and it made no sense. And I'm like, "What the heck?" Um, and I'm like, reading through it on my Kindle, and like every two pages, the story would jump. And that, and, and so it was essentially like watching two minutes. If you're watching it on the anime, it'd be like watching two minutes of from like season one, episode one, and then two minutes from season two, episode like nine, and then t- two minutes later, and it just kept jumping. So I told my kids, I was like, That demon side thing you guys told me about, but this story. Oh yeah, do you like it? No, it's garbage. What? Makes no sense. I don't get it at all. Huh? What? But it's one of the best. It's one of my favorites, and it is Judas. Yeah, favorite. I thought you would really like it, Dad. I mean, there's cool elements into it. Like, I definitely appreciate some of the things they got going, but the story's just so jumbled and out of sequence, it makes no sense whatsoever. What do you mean? Well, so like, for example, okay, so after the first part makes sense his sister all that kind of stuff impresses that one guy he sends him off to like their sensei or whatever you call it but then all of a sudden like he's he's like choosing his sword and then he's in an argument with someone else about like how to choose swords and then he like he's mastered his skills and then he's training and then we're back to meeting the sensei and then all of a sudden he's like fighting and he's dropping down into the sewers and fighting this one monster No, that is his first mission yeah no that was like like the second thing that happened in the oh, in, in the manga that's not that's not until after he passes the exam yeah, that's like he's no they're talking about the exam but before they even talked about the exam he shows up to the mountain and they tell him about it and then like way later in the story that nothing else happens and way later in the story his master's like oh you may go off to the final evaluation but I'll be the one to decide if you get a go or not and then they, we never cut back to him actually being there just arriving it makes no sense That's not how it's supposed to be. Are you even reading the right thing? Yeah, Demon Slayer Volumes 1 through 12. So what volume are you on? uh, I don't know, like around 7 or 8. But like, I got it as like a a special bundle thing because I don't want to pay $6.99 for every single volume. So I got like a mega pack that had the first 12 volumes in it. How much did you pay for it? I'm starting to realize where maybe my mistake was there, trying to save some money. Yeah. I might have just ruined this for me. <laughs> you you should watch the anime. Yeah, the graphics and stuff, it's so beautiful, and the f- they have really good fight scenes. The fight scenes, the animation for the fight scenes are just beautiful. Yeah. So all the weird story stuff will be fixed? Oh uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, because I like everything else. I just mm-hmm. wish that I could read more than two pages at a time before we had a time jump. <laughs> that's not how it's yeah, supposed to that's- be. All right, well, let's go watch the anime. Yep. It didn't really make sense, and, and I kind of figured that was what was going on because I'd seen enough episodes to realize, oh, okay, this is messed up. So I ruined a bunch of stuff for me, and I was like, you know what, let me go back and just watch it. I was gonna read it and then watch it and then do an episode on it. So I just dropped that. I'm like, I'm going to go back. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do the episode. So I've been re-watching. So even though I watched the first two or three episodes, I've been rewatching them. And yeah, so we're going to cover the first two episodes today. And then, you know, just... I won't, I won't do these probably like back-to-back. So it's not going to be like multiple weeks of one. But um, like, so like I said, right now I'm doing Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan... Hunter Hunter and Jujutsu Kaisen, and I'll probably throw a fifth one in there, and then I'll jump back and forth of these for a while, and then I'll add some other stuff in, to make mi- to mix it up, and we'll, we'll jump around, but my goal is to... I'm not promising, because I may get tired of this, or you guys may get tired of it, but my goal is to pretty much go through every single episode and talk about it, and you'll see the format as we go through today, and, in fact, if you're like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for Attack on Titans, um, check the description of this video. Um, I am actually... Um, Oh, uh, well, I got—I got—I gotta respond to this. Sorry, I got—I got a guy here working on some stuff, and he had a pretty important question. So. Um. Yeah, so what was it? Oh, Attack on Titan, I'm actually doing, kind of similar to this, but in a little more of an organized way. I'm actually going through and doing a, my goal is to have a 365, you know like you go to like the Christian bookstore and you like, they'll have devotionals. So like I've got, so this is my notebook, but like, I look at this Dragon Ball Super, it's really cool. And I have one I like even better, that's Dragon Ball Z and it's got tabs. Anyways, I'm very, this is my ADD kicking in. Um, So, yeah, so you have like a little devotional, right? And it's like, oh, 365 days of, and it's some topic and some, you know, something, right? So my goal and my plan is to actually create a, hopefully 365, a full year devotional off of Attack on Titan. And you can sign up through email and every day you'll get an email. So like, like the Bible app has like verse of the day. Um, it'll be like your daily devotion. So you'll get like early in the morning, boom, here's your email, here's your devotion. You'll have the video, an audio version, the transcript version with like, fill in questions, whatever. Um, And so this is kind of like practice for that anyways. So I'm going to be working on that. So there's a lot. If you're interested in that, check the, um, it's not out yet. I haven't even started recording it, but I have started. I've gone through the entire first volume and Attack of Titans is set up as episodes, even though, you know, and so I've gone through the entire first volume and each episode I have each day's like, I've got like 18 from the first volume and I'm starting to research those and and basically write out the the curriculum um, for it for the devotional. So those will be coming probably, well, my goal is to launch it when school starts. So if you are interested in that, you want to sign up early or maybe even get early access to be able to go through some of those, um, check the link in the description, um, or I'll put a link like on the screen, go to that URL to my website, um, or just go to jaredelrod.com and you can probably, for a while, you'll see a big banner that says, like, sign up for, you know, early access or whatever. Um, and I'm thinking of even doing a, a Bible study, like a Zoom Bible study through it the first time to work through the content. Not sure I'm going to do that. I'm going to do the Zoom Bible study for sure, but I'm not sure if I'm going to do it on that. But if you want to be invited to po- possibly be in that Zoom Bible study, but definitely to go through, um, and, as, like, the first 18 um, when they're ready and, and test them, just... Let or sign up for that and that's where you'll get the invite for that. Hey, hey, um, I'm I'm gonna let you finish, Pastor Jared. I'm gonna let you finish. I just want to really quick, I just want to break in to say um there's actually been an update. It's no longer just AOT. We're we're branching out, it's it's actually going to be a plethora of fandoms. We're gonna have Attack on Titan, we're gonna have Demon Slayer. We're going to have Hunter Hunter. We're going to have whatever that 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 spy family one is. We're going to have Jujutsu Kaisen. We're going to have some Dragon Ball Z because, woo yeah, Dragon Ball Z. We're going to throw some old schools in, not just Dragon Ball Z, some Yu Yu Hakusho. Maybe Sailor Moon? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm going to, we're going to put in um, uh, a Full Metal Alchemist. We're going to have all kinds of stuff. In fact, you actually get to help shape what's going to be in it. So if you go to the link, Link link it up right here, right here, okay. You link that up, go to that link, um, or scan, maybe I'll do a QR code, I don't know, make it easy, but it's also gonna be in the description. Go to that, sign up for the e- on the email list. What's gonna happen is you are going to get a welcome email. They're not ready yet, but you're gonna get a welcome email with a survey, and it's gonna let you vote on which ones we should have, and, and for some of you, like my daughter who's like, I'm not watching the Dragon Ball Z crap, I don't care about that you can vote against some of them so maybe there's one that we're we're thinking about using if we get enough votes against it we'll either drop it completely or maybe we'll just limit so maybe we would have done 24 days on that one or a whole month on that fandom maybe we cut it down to 12 days or six days depending on your feedback so if you're watching this before before the this uh, devotional goes live. Make sure you go, sign up, get that welcome email, and vote. Vote for your favorite fandoms and vote against the ones you just do not want on this devotional. All right, that's it. Back to you, Pastor Jared. So, all right, let's jump into today's episode. I smell it. It's strong in this area of the woods. It can't be left out here. It's far too dangerous. Its rot would cause sickness and spread to everyone who consumed it. Plus, There's no telling what kind of creatures it could draw in from the forest. So close to a village, there would be an incident. I can rest, knowing that this food won't rot and cause problems for the neighboring villages. We're talking about uh, Demon Slayer. We're gonna start off with episode one. And let me just say, for my let's let's go with first impressions, okay? Which is kind of weird, because this is like my third impressions, if you count the first time I watched it, and then the messed up manga, and then now the actual show. But yeah, so I, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I think it's a really interesting world um, I, I I like it, I like, I don't know, I guess, yes, first impressions is, um, it's good, the, the character I really like, and I'll talk more about the end of some of my, you know, more in depth of that, and my thoughts on the character, but, um, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting world, the idea of these, like, you know, monsters that they're calling demons, but they're essentially monsters, um, because they have physical form, all that kind of stuff, so they're kind of like a cross between, like, just, some of them are more like vampires, but, Some of them are much more monster like, but yeah, essentially they're monsters. It's kind of like Rita's monsters, right? From Power Rangers. Um, And there's like roaming around, getting stronger the more souls they eat, more people they eat. So, interesting concept the idea there's these demon slayers and they got to go out. And I really like the part. I know I'm skipping ahead. This isn't, you know, in the first two episodes, but I really like that, like the idea, their mythos essentially of like, oh, there's these demons and the more people they eat, the stronger they get and they have these powers essentially. And then there's demon slayers who are just like normal people. Like we don't heal faster. They're not super strong. So it's kind of like the Jedi with no Force. Like think about that. That's kind of crazy. Like would you sign up to like join the Jedi if there was no powers behind it? It was like here's your lightsaber, and um, you're gonna have to train really hard to learn to not chop your leg off. And then you're gonna go against these supernatural or preternatural characters and have to fight them. Like. I don't feel like the Jedi Order would be quite as big. People would be like, "No, thank you." Like, as cool as the lightsaber is, I don't want to use it without the Force. I'm gonna chop my arm or my leg off, right? Anger is not the way of the Jedi. <laughs> so, that's kind of an interesting world they they live in, and this kind of like feudal Japan. It kind of feels like um, what I've seen so far. There's clearly obviously there's like not the, the technology and stuff. So, uh, so the first part, man, we start off with him. Just, and yes, if you haven't seen it yet, there's definitely going to be spoilers. But like, we just see this kid, right? So it opens up with this kid who, he's the big brother, but he's become the man of the house because his dad is, I, I don't know, gone, dead. I didn't pick that part up. I don't know if they explain it more later. I, I assume he's dead. I think he just died. He's got this like wonderful family. The only family flaw is that the dad is gone and the son has to kind of assume that role. And so it kind of sucks for him. Like he does, his childhood kind of ended quickly. Right. But he does a fantastic job and he's even his siblings, they treat him with this like love and respect. That's like, like really half and half, like big brother and dad. Like it's just, it's just this awesome picture of like him stepping up and, and it's just this wonderful family situation. And then it sucks that it's all just kind of wrecked and than destroyed by a demon, right? Destroying his family. Um, and I kind of hate that part. It, I love that he's doing such a good job. But what it makes me think of is like, the idea of he's like, oh, I have this great life. Oh, my life was wrecked. My life was destroyed you know, by this demon. Um, I love, it makes me think of something that we're, we use a lot at our church. And then we, we, I think originally got, cause I know they use it is, uh, Tommy Barnett's church, right? So, um, first, first assembly, but is now you know, Dream City Church. They have this motto of, cause they have so many ministries, right? They do this parade of ministries and they, their motto that they use for their like guiding light basically is find a hurt, you know, find a need and feel it, find a hurt and heal it and i kind of see that like playing out here where he's like oh okay something bad happened to me but rather than turning into a bad person or or a victim or using that as like an excuse for me to be bad or just you know a victim or whatever he could just he could be that old guy who lives in the hills and it's like everyone's afraid of, and then, like, you find out, oh, his story, it's actually really tragic. If you actually knew his story, you'd understand. You know, his whole family was killed by a demon, except for his sister, and then he had to kill her because she was turned into a demon, and, and then now he just lives up there, and it's like old man, whatever, on the hill. Like, it could be a totally different story, but instead, he uses his hurt, his tragedy, right, to then go on and he's like, hey, let me help others. And he basically is like, so wait, this didn't just happen to my family, but this happens to people all the time, and there's not enough slayers. So he's like, I'm gonna become a demon slayer, and I know part of it is he wants to like find a cure for his sister, and that's obviously a big part of it, which still goes into this thing, right? And I love it because it's like personal and it's it's like singular and it's the world, right? And that really is how I th- like our calling should be. It should it should be like I've got this personal experience, I've got this very per- like oh my sister suffered from this my my whatever right or hey we adopted my brother and i saw how his life was there and so and like so now i want to go and i want to help orphans whatever it may be right but then it's also this grander thing so he doesn't just want to like essentially cure his sister he's also like taking up the call because there's not enough slayers and he wants to like cure his sister but he also wants to like help rid the world of the demons so that way he, no this doesn't happen to anyone else and i love that i love that that's the approach he took of rather than being like you know old man, whatever. And just this crazy guy, he, he's like, I want to make the world a better place. And I want to make it, I want to use the bad thing that happened to me to make sure and and use my life in servitude to make sure this never happens to anyone else. And those it does happen to, to help them as much as I can. So yeah, that was a big thing. Um, that stood out to me. Uh, the other thing that I really thought was cool is when he, goes into the village, so before this happens, and he's down there, right, it's snowing, he's, he's going down, like, they, they got he's gotta sell this coal off, like, it, it, he kinda has to do it quickly, so he came and take his siblings, which, that, how, would that have changed the story? I wonder if he feels guilty about that. Um, and then everyone's like, hey, can you help me with this, can you help me with this, can you help me with this? And, and what that tells me, in that quick little scene, is, okay, so he goes down, he has to hike down this mountain, all this stuff, right, just to sell this stuff to help provide for his family. But the fact that they're all like, oh, you're here. Oh, help me, help me, help me. And it tells me that like, they're used to this. Now this is something he does on a regular basis. So it just shows that he already has this servant's heart, right? And the fact that they're all so comfortable to come and ask him for help, it means like, even though he's there for a very personal need, I need to sell this coal to then go back. I, look, I just hiked down this whole mountain. I gotta hike back up this stupid mountain. I just wanna sell this as quickly as possible and get home. He's like, no, I'm, I'm willing to stop and take time out of my day and help others. You know, help the old lady, I think, was it, move laundry, help, you know, all these different things that they want, even to the point where he's not just kind, they respect his wisdom and his sense of judgment because there's that dispute with what I assume was a husband and wife. Maybe it was a, I didn't really pay attention, child and mother, but I think it, it was like, he broke the thing, and it was like, oh, it smells like a cat. He's like, see, I told you. So there's this whole, like, they respected his character. They respected his kindness and his willing to the help they respected his judgment even which for a young kid for them to be like respect him as like hey you judge over us right and that really is how it should be Like as christians people should be rather than like people like oh you're a christian so you're an idiot and you're whatever and you're a bigot and hypocrite and all this kind of stuff it should be like hey there's a dispute at work hey let's go get jared let's go get you know fill in your name they're a christian we respect let's have him judge over us even though maybe they're 15 and it's their first job and you know we're 20 30 years old we respect them let's have them judge over us just like in that situation so I love I love that that that's about him right that he's this great person this great human um and so this isn't a story of like and I know it's the the anti-hero is a great story like you know we got the Han Solo the all these different characters, they're like jaded, they're, you know, like one of, uh, book I've been reading, you know, is the Yancey Lazarus series, and he's like totally the anti-hero, right, and it's good, it's a good paradigm, and you know, like, I like it, uh, but this was refreshing to have such a traditional hero story, right, he is um, sacrificial, and puts others before him, like all this stuff, and so that's really cool to see, so I really appreciate that of him, and I did really like paint that picture of like, you know, that almost really should be like when you're at school, when you're at whatever, like your words should hold weight. As a Christian, you should almost be like that to where people respect you. And, you know, if there's a dispute, you're, you're going to have sway. You're going to have influence. And that's what the Bible talks about, having influence and, and whatnot, right? And we're going to get into that. Um, and then the other thing I'm think of too is, uh, so Colossians, um, Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for man. And I think a lot of times we get in this thing where it's like, well, you know, this is just my job or this is just school and I'm going to go off and I'm going to be in ministry. I'm going to go off and whatever, and, um, but I'm just in school right now. So I don't, I don't have to, um, like, we can slack off or whatever. Like, this is just a dumb job. This isn't, you know, like when I go to church and I serve, like, that, that's better. Uh, but that's not, it's, it's like, whatever our hand finds to do. And so if there's something that you're doing and you can't, you, you can't find it within yourself to do it with your best, you shouldn't be doing it. You, you may be thinking like, oh, hey, mom, dad, Pastor Jared said I shouldn't be going to school. No, that's a situation where you have to go there. So therefore you have to figure out how to do it with your best. And if your best is, you know, B minuses and C pluses, that's fine. I'm not saying you have to get As, but you should have it, you should have those B minuses and those C pluses and have the respect of your teachers because they know even though you're not the best student, like the top you are the best student, even if you don't have the best grades, right? They're like, oh, he's not a scholar, but he is or she, sorry, I'm just, I'm a guy, I'm going from my own perspective. Um, they are great, episode one of the return, I already got the pronouns. Um, they are like they do their best and so it's like oh hey uh pick someone to award for like a student of the year you know to nominate and you're like really they they have a b and c average like no but this is they're studious they're this that's just that's just all they can do like they're not a scholar and and so everything we do right we should do to the best of our ability in fact annie frisella really talks about this really well, where he goes into this whole thing about like, you should be, if you're making fries, you should be making the best fries ever. And then they'll promote you up to making the burgers and, and you make those the best. And it's so easy to be like, I hate making fries. It's the dumbest job. But I'm instead it's like, I don't care if I hate it or not. I'm gonna make the best fries. I'm gonna put all my time and attention. It makes me think of back um, when I was in an apprenticeship for being a youth pastor um, at Pathway, a buddy of mine, he actually did struggle with this. He worked at In and Out, which you know, if you don't know what that is, I'm very sorry. It's a wonderful little uh, burger joint, and he he was frustrated. We were like, we got kind of partnered up to where we you know get together every week and kind of go how and, and like decide like not disciple but kind of help each other and, and encourage each other as we were starting off as youth pastors. And he would get frustrated because he was working part time at In and Out. And they kept putting him on the fry machine. So in and out, like how they make their fries, I don't know how other places, I think like McDonald's, they probably open a bag and pour frozen fries in, but they made them fresh there. And so he would literally take a potato, put it in the thing, pull it down and it turns it and he'd do it again over and over and over, just making these fries. He hated it. It was like considered like the entry level job and he hated getting put on the fry machine, but they kept putting him there because he made them better than everyone else. And he was like, this sucks. Like, I want to just then not make them as well or, or like refuse and say, no, you can't put me on the worst thing just because I'm better at it and everyone else, because everyone else hates it and they slack off. I'm the only one. Right. And so he had to really work on this and we turned it into like a character challenge. This is before Andy Frisella ever said this. So it's really funny because he, Andy always goes into this and it's like, oh, I remember well, kind of living it, helping a friend through it. Right. Um, and he was just faithful, that was his thing. I remember after a few weeks, they finally started putting him on, on the drive-thru, which I would much rather be on the fry machine. Like, I, I would never work a drive-thru. I can't, you know what? I'm a pretty smart person, I can figure things out. I could never do a drive-thru. Like, just that, mm, I just can't do it. Like, I struggle even giving a large order, like when I go through and I have my whole family with me. So, mm, couldn't do it, put me on the fry machine, I'll make fries all day long. But anyways, he didn't want to. So it was, a, it was that, that struggle. Um, and it, so again, uh, Tantoro makes me think of like, you know, he went in there and he could have just been look guys, I'm not helping with you in this garbage. I'm here to sell my charcoal. Hey, oh, you want me to move your laundry? Okay, well, if you, you have to guarantee to buy at least X amount of, of charcoal from me and then I'll do right? Like, no, he was just there. He was willing to help. And so again, it makes me think of Colossians uh, 3.23. I'll read it one more time. Whatever you do, Work um, heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So you literally just have to imagine and think of like, I'm not working for that jerk boss of mine. I'm working for God. And you may be thinking like, how does that work? Like, how is it that I'm working for God? Am I worshiping my boss or what is it? Like, no, and the idea is that you're working for the Lord because you, when you do everything as your best, people will notice it's going to open up doors of opportunity. A lot of times we pray for doors of opportunity. And it's like, oh, God never gives me an opportunity. It's like, well, because you're, you're a slob. You know, like, and I don't to say slob, I mean, like, yeah, you go to work, you slack off, you're late, you're not great, you're a bad example. So, God's not going to be giving you all these, like, opportunities to share your faith because now you're just going to be out there, just like, you know, like putting a black eye on the, on the church, which is the bride of Christ, right? Whew, okay, that was a lot. <laughs> all right, we're going to move on to episode two here in just a second. All right, so episode two. I'm going to jump straight to him just like pinning that demon's head to the tree. Um. After they came that temple, what's up with the smell thing? Like, what? That's weird. Like, he can smell things, and then and then later on, we. I know I'm jumping ahead, but like, lines of connection and like they're loose, and then through his smell, his sense of smell, and then when the lines tighten, that gives him like a, how to do his attacks. Like, that's weird. Like, I guess when you're sitting there, like I want to come up with like a new kind of fighting system and a new ability. I guess you kind of make stuff up to try to be original, but. So I appreciate the effort, but just since the smell, it just seems weird. Uh, all right, so him pinning the, the head of the demon to the tree. First off, that was just crazy, right? That thing, and then the arms pop out, and it's, like, trying to pull the axe off, and then it's, like, taunting him, like, right? It's, like, it's like very, like, Ash and the Evil Dead. Like, the, that whole that whole part of the episode, and the body's running around. That was crazy. Um, but here's here's what got me, like he's still in that situation. He's fighting his enemy. You gotta think like this isn't the demon that killed his family, but we're so easy to like go off into people groups, right? Like we, it's so easy to just be like, oh, those people. And we make like a whole thing about a people group. Um, and so it would be very easy to be like, look, a demon killed my family therefore i hate all demons which in this case he actually would have been fine to do that because like demons they're, they're evil you're killing them that i guess that is kind of an exception because like this would if we were going with allegory like this would be kind of like sin you're going after it right um like we're not supposed to have compassion in the real world like we don't have to have compassion to demons um and satan we're not supposed to love satan like that's not part of it like um uh, but again, like if we look at this as like, not as just like, like in the, in this world, like it's his enemy that he still is able to have compassion, even for his enemy. I'm like, Oh, how much better would a lot of our lives be? If we could have compassion for our enemies. And so he, he says on there, um, how's this? So he's got, he's got a rock. Right. And so he's like, Oh, I'm gonna have to kill this thing. I have to like crush its head with a rock. Cause it wasn't dying. And so he's like, I I bet he'll suffer. Isn't there any way for me to finish him off with one blow? So he's like, he's in distress. He's like sad that he's like, look, I have to kill this thing. And I know it's an evil creature and I have to kill it. And I don't have any problem killing it. But just because I have to put it down doesn't mean I have to enjoy his suffering or even cause his suffering. And he's like, I wish there was a way to just, and I know they're setting up for like the whole sword and stuff like that later on but like his compassion for even an enemy. Most of us can't get along with people who are friends and family, much less an enemy. Um, so I wrote down his compassion for others slash enemies and a soft heart is a great, a great reminder for us. Too many Christians have a hard heart and love fighting, fighting liberals, fighting other, other Christians, fighting old friends and family. Um, turned enemies because we feel like they wronged us right so like we feel totally justified like it's a very politically charged world right now and we in fact at the time of recording this it's June so it's pride month and and so the LGBTQ plus community is very much openly against churches right now and it's kind of open season on churches and Christians and about how stupid we are and hateful we are and it's kind of ironic that it's like love and acceptance and one of the main things of the love and acceptance isn't really about the relationships, it's more about like being hateful towards people who don't agree with you. And I get it, you feel attacked, you feel like you've got years of, you know, repression and stuff like that. So I understand the idea behind it. But um just like we can't like I love Ben Shapiro and the fact of like how good he is and then um louder with Crowder, like I know Crowder he's like they're really good at like logical and debating. But I, I just, I hate that there's no compassion and no understanding. It's like they paint it as like, okay, they are super leftist liberals, they're complete idiots and they deserve to be like crushed under our boots. And there's like no compassion and it's all about proving them wrong. And I, I get that that needs to be done because they're leading people astray, but like there's no compassion. And I'm like, come on. like. I have no problem. I I, sit, I can sit and talk, I feel like, just about anybody, right? And so I, I hate that that's the example is like, to win a debate, we have to utterly destroy that person and make them look foolish. And I understand that there is a sense of that because like if you're debating someone and if you're proving them wrong, it can make them look bad, especially if they start getting upset or if they they start getting emotional, their, their logic stuff starts breaking down. But like why do we have to be so mean-spirited about it? And like, I, I've even noticed like Ben Shapiro really getting this way, but like Crow- Steven Crowder is just really hateful. And I know, he, I understand he's gotten death threats and all this kind of stuff. And I, I'm sure that, but like at what point, like I, I have to imagine they started this with the idea to help people. And so, at some point it seems like it's switched from helping people know the truth to destroying people who are wrong. And so we see, I love this idea of that. He's like even compassionate for his enemies. Like, look, man, I know I need to kill them. Or in this case, I know I need to like, you know, set the record straight. I know I need to defend the faith, but I don't have to enjoy, like, I don't have to make them suffer and I don't have to destroy their character, like, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm huge against apologetics for this exact reason. So I have students who are like, Hey, can you teach me apologetics? I'm like, no. Instead, I'm, let me teach you your word and let me teach you how to love others. And let me teach you how to be this stuff. Like, like everything we just talked about, like I'd much rather you be the, like, the, ver- the guy who goes in the village and everyone's like, I respect you. Even if I don't agree with you, I respect you versus the guy who like can go in and just defeat anyone. Like it, it's just, you're gonna win over more people, you know, the other way. And it's funny cause I've kind of come into Apologetics now through the, I told my wife, I was like, you know, I think I got, I think I've been tricked. Like, I've been trying to avoid apologetics um, because I hate the idea of I'm now confronting and arguing you because it's like you're never going to argue anyone into the kingdom of God. I was like, but I feel like I've now come into it through the back door because I do a lot of Q&A in my messages. And so, like, I'll speak and then I'll open it up for Q&A with students. And then, of course, my daughter and then the pastor's daughter, they're best friends. And so, like, they ask me questions a lot. Um, students will text me and I've, you know, I probably since back in the early days of Geek Church and all this kind of stuff, that's just kind of been a thing. Like we've done a lot of like responding to things. Right. And I feel like I've kind of come into the Apologetics from a back door to where it's like, Oh, I didn't want to come in and do this Apologetics thing and just like attack the enemy. I don't like, you know, some of the almost borderline evilness with, with its own hate, even though they're supposedly, you know, fighting for, whatever values. and uh, I also don't like the idea that like Christian equals Republican. I disagree with that. Um, I'm a Christian and I'm not a Republican. I've never have been reg- registered. I've voted Republican, but I've never been registered. I've always been independent just because like I- I'm like, I-, I don't know. Like I- I'm not a Republican because I don't know. like there's certain things I like. I like that Republicans typically um, you know, like protect the unborn and there's certain things there. But there's a lot I don't like, so I don't want to, like, attach myself to that necessarily. Like, I'm going to stay independent, and I can vote, you know, based on, on things and, and, and whatever. Um, I didn't mean to get into, like, politics there or whatever. But, hey, at least I said I'm not Republican, so some of you are automatically like, oh, he's he's out, you know, he, we thought he was on our side. And others would be like, oh, hey, okay, maybe he's not quite, you know, he's all right, cool. Um, but I just, I just hate that idea of... Um, you know, like, oh, Christian, Republican, America, that whole thing, and I'm, like, totally against that. Now, I'm also very much, like, it's about the gospel, and so, like, I, I'm gonna have, you know, things I have an opinion on that are political, which are gonna cast me in, more often than not, like, on that side, but um, what is it? Oh, nationalism. Christian nationalism, like, I'm very much against. I think that that's evil, um, and contrary to the gospel, so... Um, anyways, I got way off on that. Let's get back to this. Um, you know, so for this idea of like liberals, right? So it's like, oh, Hey, if they're liberal, then they're our enemy, they're our opponent. I'm like, no, they're not like, there's someone who just doesn't know. Like the gospel is called the good news that we're supposed to take into all the world. So there's just someone who doesn't know that. Like, how would you be if you grew up without the good news in your life? You may be in a very similar experience. It's like by the grace of God that you have that grace. It's like, why are we going to go off and be like, Oh, liberals are evil. No, no. There, there's definitely demonic forces with with um, strategies and, and, and agendas is the word I was looking for. But that's also on the right side. That's also, I'm sure, in the libertarian movement. That's, that's in a lot of churches. Like, go do some... You don't even have to do much research to see how many churches there's liberal agendas and there's evil happening and there's um, all kinds of stuff. Like, that's human nature. We're in a fallen world. I feel like I'm getting really off on some of this kind of stuff. I'm getting on some rants here. But this idea of, like, not setting up, oh, here we go. I don't know why I don't have this written down, but here, I, there's a verse. And I, let me see if I can search it really quick so I can actually give you the full thing. But it's the whole idea of, like, we wrestle not with, you know, hold on, I'm going to pull it up. We wrestle not with flesh and blood. Okay, here it is. But principalities and powers. Let's see. It's Ephesians 6, 12. Oh, here we go. King James Version. So it's going to be, hmm uh verse 12 yeah 612 we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness and high places so even if there's someone doing something evil they're not it's not them that you're against it's it's the spiritual, spiritual stuff behind that's influencing that right you got to be really careful with no pun intended demonizing people even if they are your enemy even if they're coming against you right there's still a person there's still a soul there that is going to spend eternity in heaven or hell and you got to be really careful with how you go about it in fact i got a bunch of a bunch of scriptures to support this cuz i feel like pretty much No one is going to like what I'm saying right now. So I have scriptures help back it up. Um, So, okay, I just broke those down, right? So to the liberal or to the enemy, right? And that idea of, and I have to fight this even with my own students. Like, look, stop. They're not, they're not the bad guys. They're the victims. They're, or not even the victims. They're, they're the, they're the mission. Go into all the world. Take the gospel. Take the good news. They're your mission field. Stop making them the, the bad guys. They're your mission, not your enemy, um so okay let's look at the the liberal or if you're on the opposite side if you're watching this and you are very liberal on that side and you i don't know why you probably aren't a huge fan but maybe you are maybe it's a curiosity of like why i'm doing this and so maybe you like it i've had plenty of people i watch where i don't agree with like any of their political or religious stuff but i still enjoy watching their content so if that's you 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 too like you're not like oh the 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 alt right or, or the 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 murk the yeah let's go like the um republican the conservative the christian republican the the christian the whatever right like they're not your enemy and you probably don't agree because you don't have the same worldview, but especially if you're a christian you don't have the right to make a human your enemy and the bible says not to um so to your enemy i put down liberals because was from the perspective of the conservative but like again if you're from that the other way around to your enemy whether it be left or right or whatever um so to your enemy essentially those who you would see just basically someone who you see is your enemy is like they're going to destroy your way of life right so whoever it is I got matthew uh 5 43 through 48 so let's jump to that all right um so matthew 5 43 through 48 says so the headline is love your enemies so you can already see this so even if you're like no pastor Ed i disagree they are my enemies great fantastic let's go with your warped version of what the bible says they're your enemies right well the bible says to love your enemies so here we go uh, verse 43 you have heard it said uh, it was said oh uh, this is esv by the way uh, typically, I'm reading ESV unless I say, and it's the message or the passion or like randomly, like I pulled that up really quick. That was King James. I typically am using ESV. I'll let you know if not. Um, you have heard it said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That's normal, like worldly advice. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's hard. Ooh, ooh, pray for those who persecute us. Okay, Forty-five. So that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven, for he makes his the son he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Right? He's he's like, look, I'm treating them the same. forty six, for if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not the tax collectors, which you know, which if you're liberal Insert the word Republican if you're Republican. Insert the word Liberal or Democrat, right? Sorry, I've been using, I've been saying Liberal. I I should have been saying Democrat half those times. So I apologize. Go back and retroactively insert Democrat the times I needed to say Democrat. Um, Or, or to all the times I said Republican, just make it conservative. (laughs) Uh, For if you love those who love you, what word do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? So again, do not even the Democrats do the same. Do not even the Republicans do the same? Um, and if you greet, if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. So first off, I have to, I love that last sign about perfect because it's like, it's straight up like taking, it's taking the judgment off of others and putting it like on yourself. So it's like, and again, I know there's times we have to judge, we have to call it heretics, which that's gotten out of control in my opinion. Uh, We need to deal with the wolves, there are times for that. But in general, it's like, okay, look, stop trying to just always attack and attack and fight. Take that same energy and like, hey, are, are you perfect? Be perfect like your father's. Per- well, I'm not perfect. Well, how can we be perfect? I've got to, okay. Work on it. Take that energy. Work on yourself. Make stop trying to make your goal to like slay all your enemies and make your goal to work on being perfect yourself. Um. So yes, now does that mean we completely ignore? It? No, I feel like yes. We need to get down. We need to vote. We need to pray for our country. Pray. It literally says to pray, pray for your enemies. So if you feel like. the the government is your enemy and, you know, everything's going to hell in a handbasket, as it were, be praying. If you hate the president, that means you should be praying for him. So if you loved Trump as the president, how often did you pray for him, right? Well, if you hate Biden, you should be praying for him a whole lot more than Trump, right? (laughs) Like, so I don't like, I kind of feel like if you're not praying for, for Biden and the government, at least an hour a day, or whatever your version of an hour a day, maybe if you're in height, like, so for maybe you 20 minutes is, like, an hour, right? Whatever it is, you're praying for, like, a bit. like, you don't have a burden for, the- like, don't talk- don't complain to me about them. Don't come and be, like, oh, the president has an idiot, and gas prices, and this, and this, and that, like, how, uh, the fact, that's what I'm going to start saying to people. That- this is good. I like this. I'm going to start being, like, how-, how long have you prayed for him today? Well, nothing. Well, when's the last time you prayed for the president? Ugh. Well, I don't know. Other than, like, God, you need to take this guy out, like, Oh, so you're not okay, so shut up. Like, I don't want to hear it. You're just complaining at this point. Like, you're not even trying to. I'm getting off, and I know that, like, man, episode one back, I'm gonna make everyone mad. But, um, you know, love our enemies. So, even if you believe that someone's your enemy and you're in a situation, and you, you know, like, first off, remember that they're not, it's the principalities behind the situation. But even then, pray for them, love them, pray for them, right? Uh, Okay, so to other Christians who we feel are like heretics, I mentioned this is getting too, guys, this is getting out of hand. It's like we've rewritten the definition. In fact, I want to look up what the actual definition is because we've rewritten the definition of heretic. So if you took people's actions as the definition of heretic, heretic would mean, the definition of heretic would mean someone who doesn't agree with me biblically. When it comes to a biblical issue, anyone who doesn't agree with me um is a heretic and i'm i'm personally i'm getting sick of it like i'm getting sick of even going on the stupid internet because of everyone hates everyone and even in christians we hate the liberals because they're this and we hate all this stuff and we hate other christians because they're all wrong like the sbc is like ripping itself apart now i know a lot of that has to do with actual like abuse and stuff so i'm not just throwing that out but like you know this whole idea of like if you disagree with me on on more than just little teeny tiny things then you're a heretic. Like, we can no longer just be okay with having different understandings. Like, you know, that's not... And I get it. There's times it goes too far. Like when Rob Bell went off the rails and was like, you know, Jesus was probably not born of a virgin. And he was, you know, it was, he, said, he said some crazy things that fundamentally go against the... the I understand. At that point, yes, there, you can become a heretic. I know that um, there are times, but not every single person, you know, is a heretic. <laughs> so let's look it up definition of heretic all right dictionary what dictionary uh definitions from oxford languages i don't know if that means it's the oxford dictionary i'm assuming a person believing in or practicing religious heresy a person holding an opinion at odds with what is generally accepted okay so but here's the thing right generally accepted like there is a broad set of like, hey, as long as you stay within these bounds, you know, we've got like the Geneva Convention, no, not the Geneva Convention, that's a war thing. Um, uh, I can't think, of oh, my brain's messed up right now. But there's been several times when the church has come together. I think the first one was like 300 AD or 450 AD or something like that. Like before we had a Bible, basically. Like, hey, let's get together, let's agree on some things because we're getting some stuff. Even Paul, Paul, like, starts going, hey, let's come back and agree on some stuff. In fact, the book of Jude is a sin. where I think, I'm probably going to reference Jude here at some point, but even the book of Jude, he's like, look, there's false teachers coming in, so it needs to be addressed. But again, it doesn't mean every little single person who just completely disagrees with me on everything. So like if we disagree on the initial evidence of speaking in tongues, that doesn't mean that like one of us is right one of us is a heretic, right? Like, we're not attacking the deity of God. We're not trying to say, we well, you know, Jesus isn't actually the Son of God, right? That kind of stuff starts putting you into, in my opinion, heretical areas. When you start denying the deity of Christ, uh, of God, you start denying the Godship of Christ, you start, you know, these certain things, right? You start wanting to mix in certain... Like, there's a difference between, like, just a different interpretation... Uh, just being wrong on something and then being like a heretic like right I think there's at least those three levels of things and it's like we got to stop just attacking every single person for every little thing and calling everyone a heretic um it just frustrates me and I'm, I'm getting way off here I don't even know how this relates to the demon slayer thing anymore oh yeah the idea of he's had compassion right oh uh, and the last one the other um, the other Christians uh, who feel I also have proverbs 23 verse three, chapter 20, verse three, um, it is to others to honor. Um, it is to one's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel, right? Like as Christians, we need to be people who are not constantly arguing, constantly fighting. Um, don't be quick to quarrel, right? Um, and then John 13, 34 through 35. What is this one? Um, oh, this one's good. This one's, I want This one's going to, pivot this a little bit. So if you're getting tired of this, it's going to pivot this a little bit and maybe answer a question you've had. So uh, it says here, so John 13, 34 through 35, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Oh, hey, that came up again. Um, love one another, just as I have loved you. There been a lot of forgiveness there. Um, you're also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. I'm going to read 35 one more time. By this... By what? By verse 34, the love, right? All people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So we fight, we bicker, we have all these issues and problems and all this stuff, and then we wonder why people aren't coming to church anymore, and why people aren't getting saved and people are leaving the church. It says, by this people will know you are my disciples. So when Tantro goes into the town and people see there's something different about him and he's, he's good and he's right and he's, he has trustful judgment and he, he's helpful and he's kind and all these kind of things, they love and respect Him. And we wonder why we don't get treated that way. It's because we're not not—we're act, acting more like the demons, like running around, you know, just trying to gobble up as many souls as we can just to build our own little empire and our own power. It, it's frustrating. But so my advice to you, especially if you're just a, a teenager, like start young, like have a love. Like you need to know what's right. So I don't mean just accept everything and, you know, Oh God is love and everything's permissible. No, not everything's permissible. But... You know, it talks about how the word is, you know, good for teaching and correction and rebuke. But again, it's all it's all done in love. You can even like be correcting a friend or correcting something like with and without just trying to destroy them, and it can be done in love. Much like how he was like, look, I don't, I don't just want to bash his head with a rock. I'm gonna to have to do it several times. He's gonna suffer. Is there a way I can correct this issue, correct, like, like without making him suffer? And that should be our idea. Even if we have a friend or a foe or whatever. Um, that we have to deal with, like, it should never be in this, like, yeah, I'm going to destroy you. Like, how could we correct this person and bring them back to righteousness? Or how do we correct this issue so that way it's not influencing others without trying to just destroy and, hum- and uh, mortify this person and completely defeat this person so that way we can then later become friends with them and win them? It makes me think, if you ever watch Gilmore Girls, it makes me think of, like, Rory in Paris. If she had just, like, shut Paris down, she would have lost out on that friendship. All right, and I had some stuff in here too for like the. I'm I'm getting kind of tired of going on this, but uh, old friends and family, you know, don't be one of those people who's like, oh, we used to be friends, and they did this to me, and blah 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 blah. Right. So I have Proverbs 24:29. Uh, don't say I'll do to him like he did to me. I'll be sure to pay him back for what he did. Um, I also have. I won't go read it, but I'll I'll let you. I'll just give you the reference of Romans 12:17 um, through 19. Um, so go, no, I'm just It's my last one. I'll just do it really quick. I got it marked right here. Uh, Romans 12. I think I actually extended this one to 21. Yeah, I did. Uh, replay, pay no one evil for evil, but give thought to what is honorable for the sight of all. That alone, like, that's basically what Tantro is doing is he's not wanting to repay evil for evil, right? He, he knows he, he's got to do what's honorable. He needs to cure his sister. He needs to, you know, help others by getting rid of the demons, but he doesn't have to, repay them evil back oh you did evil to me you destroyed my family you ruined my life you killed my entire family except my sister and you corrupted her and and like i i should want to go back but he doesn't he doesn't want to repay evil for evil he wants to do what's honorable hey i now have a calling to rid the world to help others by ridding the world of you but i don't have to be evil about it i'm not going to use your own tactics that you use i'm going to be honorable in in doing this right Um, So repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to what is honorable in the sight of all, if possible. It literally should be like, what they should be able to say about you is the teachers and the students who are completely opposite worldview of you. So let's say like, you know, super, okay, during pride month, you should be able to have students and clubs and teachers who are like very LTGBQ+, very hateful of the church, all this thing, who can still respect you. can be like... I don't respect or like i don't agree with anything she says on this subject but i still respect her i still she's kind i still i even have love for her i shouldn't i should hate her because she's against my people that you know the lgbtq plus community but she's cool like i i have respect for her still. again completely disagree with everything that she says on this topic i think she's totally wrong but i still have respect for her and i still you know what i mean like it should be that way so that's what it says right there is it, sh- it says in the sight of all they can disagree with you but then still be like yeah they're honorable um and at, uh, sight of all doesn't mean like your crew they're oh yeah that was good you got them right so <laughs> i don't even know what my face looked like just then. it was probably pretty goofy verse 18 if possible so far as it depends on you living peaceably with all look it's not always going to be possible you know i mean like it's not always possible but as much as it depends on you you should be living in peace um, with all 19 beloved never avenge yourselves oh this is hard never avenge yourselves but leave it to the wrath of god for it is written vengeance is mine and i will repay says the lord so you don't need to be trying to avenge yourself here this one's really hard uh verse 20 to the contrary if your enemy is hungry oh no Feed him, if he is thirsty, give him something to drink. But we don't want to, for by doing you will heap burning coals on his head. Verse twenty one: Do not be, do not, over, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So if you reverse that, the interpretation there is basically like, if you do fight against your enemy, you're succumbing to evil. So good job. <laughs> so if you're one of those who's like, oh, there, I'm gonna, the you, the Bible just called you evil. So why don't you go repent of that, <laughs> and then go back to all these things about like you know loving your enemy and and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I I could get off on a rabbit trail at that. Um, oh wait, I had final thoughts too. But just to wrap all that up, I think I think that all made sense. I think I said enough there. Um, so I want to go into my like my last comments. So first off, this one's random. It's just like I am not a fan of the masks. Like. What is with those weird red masks with the weird long noses? They're creepy. I don't get it. Like, I love the part when he's, I think this is not episode one or two, but I love the part where he's like, Oh, I thought he was an old man, but he's running really fast and I can barely keep up with him. Like, and I think we find out later he's like in his 30s. I just don't get the masks. I think they're weird. It's not a big deal. I really don't care. They're just funny. Like, you see, you're like, What the heck? And like, (laughs) they're goofy. Um, Here's the thing, I wrote this down, as much as I'm excited to watch the show, I just kind of wish it didn't, it didn't exist, right? And what I mean by that is, like, I feel fo- so bad for this kid, like, I wish this was, um, what is it called? I think, I asked my daughter this a few days ago, I think, it was it Shonen, or, or, no, something. There's a name for animes that, like, aren't, like, so that's kind of, like, what's, what's the name? She watches, um, what is it called? It's the volleyball one. That's like their favorite, her and her friend's favorite. I can't think of, I always, oh anyways, I can't think of the name of it. But um, it's just about them playing volleyball. Like there's no like, towards the end of the first season, Aliens Invade and this volleyball team has to then like, get powers and go, it's literally just, these people going to school and playing volleyball. And I don't really like that kind of anime. I know there's a name for it, like just normal life stuff. Like I'm not interested in it at all. But I almost wish this was one. (laughs) Like, I wish his family wasn't killed off by the demon and I wish this was one of those just boring like, Hey, what's it about? Oh, it's a story about this this kid. His you know, his dad had died or left or whatever when he's young and he's and he just provides for his family and you know, he goes down to the village and he'll have to sell his charcoal, but he helps people. He has tea with Mrs. So-and-so whose family never visits or writes her. And he just, it's just him being this great guy. And you go back and he takes care of his siblings. Sometimes he takes them with them and they run around and sometimes they get off into trouble and he's gotta go find them and whatever. It's just, it's just, it's almost like a sitcom, but it's like an anime, it's just Tantaro and his life. You know, it's just this great story. I kind of wish it was that. Cause I just thought about like, I feel so bad for this kid. He was such a good guy. He still is. And like so much bad stuff happened to him. And it kind of makes me sad. So I'm super excited to watch the show, but um, I mean, why couldn't it have been Demon Tamer? Like why couldn't it have been like he had this unique power instead of being able to smell things, like why couldn't he have like tamed them? Which he kind of did with his sister. And the whole show is just about like, you know, demons come to him for help and he like, makes them sane again. Or I don't know, like (sighs) it's like my last, my last little final thoughts I just feel bad for the kid. And he had such a sweet family, like, I wanna see more of like his family and them interacting. And I don't know, I'm not usually this sentimental about things, but I don't know, maybe my wife is rubbing off on me and I just kind of feel like a little boring version of the show would be like super wholesome and fun to watch sometimes when you're kind of stressed out from your other shows. Cause apparently Attack on Titan is like in Sainsville, So like when you get stressed out and too much is going on in Attack of Titan, you could go watch Demon Tamer and watch this nice little wholesome show or read a nice little wholesome manga. But that's not what we got. We got um, his family did get slaughtered. So that's kind of sad. All right, well, that's all I've got. I hope you enjoyed it. Yes, uh, Geek Church episodes are pretty long. They typically went... Now, granted, it probably won't be as long because I don't have Jeff with me talking back and forth. But, you know, they were an hour and a half to two hours long. I think we one time had like a three-plus-hour episode when we did the whole power, like the strongest superhero. Um, I will try to bring guests in from time to time. I do want. I do like the couch format. I want to stay away from just an on, online to Zoom screen, so I'm not planning on... That so I will need to try to bring people in to do it, but I definitely will bring some guests in, especially on you know certain topics that um, they're interested in. I might bring my buddy Chris in, just had dinner with him and his wife last night at a great little Mexican restaurant in Rome, which is not not in Italy. Like I didn't just get back from a trip like in this area of New York, like a lot of the towns are named after. So we've got like Rome, we've got um, all, what was the old Paris down the road. We've got all these little, country named towns um and so they live in rome and we, there's a really good mexican place that's the closest we found to california mexican food right there with them. he's a huge disney fan and also really into legos so maybe i'll bring him on we can you know talk disney or something um but yeah uh they're longer and then i'll be stripping the audio from this and putting on the geek church podcast as well so hope you enjoy it uh go back and watch some of the old episodes i'm i'm much younger though my hair is pretty similar i had long hair back then too (laughs) so it's kind of funny because it's like i did geek church and i had long hair and i stopped geek church i cut my hair i've pretty much had short hair for like the last 15 or whatever years it's been and then now i have long hair again and i'm doing geek church again so maybe it's like a samson thing like maybe when i have long hair i do geek church if my hair is cut, I lose my Geek Church powers. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Um, I think I did one or two episodes with with short hair there towards the end. But, yeah, that's all I've got for this episode. So I don't really have a tagline to end this or anything. So I'll just go with the general Geek Church episode is um, (laughs) level up your faith. See you next. Or see you. This will be a Tuesday episode. So see you Thursday. Or next Tuesday if you don't like the American stuff. I made that awkward.